Hi, my name is Steph Tranter and I'm a coach. I work with senior leaders in business to help them figure out where to go next in their careers. This is my series of two minute takes and this is my two minute take on stress. The word stress really bugs me. It bugs me because it's unhelpful. We use it as a catch-all for a range of emotions, when actually, if we more accurately named the emotions we were feeling, rather than labelling them as stress, we wouldn't feel as stressed. (laughs) It wouldn't build up to an unhealthy level, and we'd become a lot more emotionally agile and resilient, as well as preventing this epidemic of burnout that is raging through our organisations. Here's what I mean. I'm so stressed out right now. She's really stressing me out. God, that was a stressful situation. Three different times we use the word stress, but three very different emotions. I'm so stressed out right now. It's probably more likely to be I'm so overwhelmed. She's really stressing me out. More accurately, she's really frustrating me right now. That was a stressful situation. I'd hazard a guess it was more worrying situation. So you can see three very different emotions, overwhelm, frustration, which by the way is in the uh, emotion family of anger, and worry, which is in the emotion family of fear. We all have emotions and each emotion we feel has a purpose for showing up in us. And and, And when it shows up, it can tell us about what we need in that moment. By understanding and accurately labeling the emotion we feel, we have a much better chance of dealing with it in a healthy way and giving ourselves what we need. But if we continue to label these emotions as stress, then we are closing down the possibility of ever being able to effectively deal with stress and burnout that is so rife in our lives. So next time you hear yourself talking about being stressed, just stop yourself and ask, what actually is the emotion I'm feeling right now? So that's my two minute take um, on stress. My name's Steph Tranter and I'll see you next time for my next two minute take. Hi, my name's Steph Tranter and I'm a coach. I work with senior leaders in business to help them figure out where to go next in their careers. This is my series of two minute takes and this is my two minute take on burnout. The secret to preventing burnout is to look after your own emotional well-being. However, don't you find that we often say, oh, we'll do the things for ourselves when we have finally got all the other stuff done on our to-do list or when we can find the time. Yet we never find the time, do we? I think it's more we just don't prioritise the activities just for us. Why don't we prioritise them? Well, that's a combination of factors. Firstly, I think we see that dropping the activities just for us will have the least impact on others. Therefore, we won't be letting anyone down. Secondly, do you know what? I think sometimes we just don't believe that there is a link between our own emotional well-being and how effective we are at work. And thirdly, We simply see it as a selfish thing to do, to do the stuff that's just for us. But here's why dropping the things for us leads to burnout. When our to-do lists get overwhelming and look unachievable, we look for things to drop. We choose to drop the stuff just for us. That run or walk we planned or that relaxing bath or that nice meal we were looking forward to cooking. By dropping these things for ourselves, our lives can begin to feel out of control. Because all that's left on our to-do list is the stuff that serves other people. The more out of control we feel, the more stress we get. The more stressed we get, the more easily we become overwhelmed. Then, the more overwhelmed we get, the more we drop the things for ourselves. And so the unending cycle continues, on and on and on until burnout. Then when we're burnt out, we can't do our jobs as well, if at all. 
Our relationships become strained. We can't be there for our friends and families as much as we'd like. And there's probably more conflict at work and at home. So in fact, given where this cycle leads us to, it seems that dropping the activities for ourselves actually has the biggest impact on others and lets people down far more than if we'd kept them on the list. It seems it's more selfish not to prioritise our own needs. So what can you do? Self-awareness is the key here. To prevent this cycle from happening, you can do two small but hugely impactful things right away. Number one, know what feeds your emotional well-being. Know what you need and what makes you happy. Number two, plan those things into your day and week before anything else and then protect them with your life. So that's my two-minute take on burnout. My name's Steph Tranter and I'll see you next time for my next two-minute take. Hi, my name's Steph Tranter. I'm a coach and I work with senior leaders in business to help them figure out where to go next in their careers. This is my series of two-minute takes. And this is my two-minute take on self-belief. Do you ever feel like everyone's better than you? Like they've got it all figured out and you're just some loser who can't get their stuff together? Yeah, me too. (laughs) It's a very natural human trait to focus on the negative and what we don't have. It actually stems from our early days as a species. In prehistoric times, it was more important to remember the one path with the poisonous snake on than the nine others that didn't have one. You know, it's similar to when you get feedback from people around something you did. You know, nine people were really positive and one was negative. What did you focus on? Absolutely. We all naturally go to the negative. The thing with that is, though, if you're always focusing on what's wrong with you, then you'll never notice anything that's right. And that can lead to low self-esteem and low self-worth. You know, when was the last time you noticed how you did something well? If I asked you to tell me about a time when you were at your best, I suspect you would struggle to answer. Not because you've never been at your best. But if I asked you to tell me about a time when you were at your worst, I bet you could list at least 10 times straight off the bat and give me intricate details of what you did or didn't do and the entire fallout that occurred in all its rich technicolour glory. Sound about right? (laughs) Yeah, so whilst focusing on the negative is a very natural human tendency, if you want to feel better about who you are, then you've got to stop focusing on everything that's rubbish about you and start focusing on all that is great and special and unique. One of the best ways you can do this is to train your brain to spot when you're at your best, doing something well or adding value. And a good way to train your brain is to note down every day one thing you did well and how it added value. But you've got to do it every day because it's about creating a habit, a new habit in where you focus. You know, we're fighting nature to some extent to switch our focus. So that's my two minute take on self-belief. My name's Steph Tranter, and I'll see you next time for my next two-minute take. Hi, my name's Steph Tranter. I'm a coach, and I work with senior leaders in business to help them figure out where to go next in their careers. This is my series of two-minute takes, and this is my two-minute take on feeling stuck. A lot of my coaching clients come to me because they're at a crossroads in their career and feeling a bit stuck around what to do next. They usually tell me they're stuck for one of three reasons. This is what they say. One, I just don't know what I want to do. Two, I know what I want, but I don't think I can get it. And three, I just have nowhere to, I have no idea where to start. The problem is that in my experience, these are actually not the real reasons they're stuck. And when you look at the real reasons, they're actually pretty easy to solve. 
So in my experience, the three real reasons they are stuck are one, they've actually not spent productive thinking time understanding themselves or what they want. Number two, they underestimate the power of their strengths and the unique value they offer. And number three, their emotions are clouding their thinking. So depending on which reason it is will depend what I suggest for them to do. However, in pretty much all cases, I can guarantee they won't spend an uninterrupted amount of time thinking about what they really want, why they want it, and then how they're going to get it. So if you're feeling stuck right now, a really good exercise to do is one that I call dream like a child. And it's about setting no limits, blank sheet of paper. You know, imagining if I could wave a magic wand, what would you ask for? Now, I'm not talking about winning the lottery here or world peace. More, what do you want to do in your career? And a good question to start with is, if I could spend my time doing the things I love to do most at work, what would be the top three things I would most like to be doing? So that's my two minute take on feeling stuck. My name's Steph Tranter and I'll see you next time for my next two minute take.